0: A radio show that confesses Christ,
1: without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously,
2: without taking ourselves so seriously.
1: You're listening to
3: Table Talk Radio.
0: Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a... Japanese nuclear power plant to meltdown. No, he, he, the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so, seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, "Hey, hey, that means Jesus is
2: coming," the answer is no, no. That's wrong. That's a wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy.
0: I've got. I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. Uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they they feel like, like the bull rider. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what else am I? I? I can't
2: remember. I can't remember them, them all either. Them. They're just too <laughs> numerous. <laughs> hey, now that the uh, replacement refs need a job, we could maybe get find a new co-host for uh, <laughs> Table Talk Radio. <laughs> You know, I feel we're bad. Pursuing
0: mediocrity day after day. Hey, how come you haven't called me the theological bull rider in a long time?
2: Hey, that's funny you should say that, because today we are playing uh Who Wants to Be a Theologian? And one of the steps, <laughs> should you achieve it, is theological bull rider. We are climbing. You know. <laughs> now, I Who kind of feel bad, though, because, writer. you know, the, these uh, refs were on strike, and now they re- re-entered the workforce, you know, and and now my now my blind cousin is out of work, so... <laughs> It's like, you know, how's he he supposed to have a job? (laughs) Poor guys. They
0: were trying. Now we don't have anyone to blame it when the Denver loses on anymore. Oh, Oh, yes, we do.
2: How about the defense? We could blame them. (laughs) Oh, boy. So Um, I get to be the theological bull rider if I get the questions right. Yes, and that's not even the final you, stage. You can, you can move beyond the theori- theological bull riding at last. Wow. Yes. Imagine. Okay. Well, so in addition to, uh, who wants to be a theologian, we are also playing Ten Commandments in the News after responding to your emails and phone calls and, uh, buzzwords. So first, let's hit buzzwords, Pastor Wolf Yes, I got two, but
0: two buzz phrases, both in Latin. So I'm going to, Mispronounce
2: them on purpose.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't like it when I mispronounce Latin?
2: Uh, I mean, besides everyone. Uh, Who
0: specifically doesn't like
2: the it? The guy that calls in and says, "Hey guys, hey, hey guys. guys, okay, <laughs> here we go." I don't know if he's Odium ever
0: identified sui, himself. Sui. How do you say S U I in Latin? Sui. Odium sui and resignatio ad infernum. Odium sui and resignatio. These are two old theological buzz phrases, where people would talk about uh, how it was uh, when you were confessing your sins. Odium sui is self-hatred in the confession of sins, and and resignatio ad infernum is resigning oneself to hell, knowing in confession that you are fully deserving of such an end. Hmm. So those are odium sui and and, uh, resignatio
2: ad infernum. Those are new ones on me, and I don't think I'm going to be able to get those past you and earn the whole full 500 points.
0: If you, uh, yeah, that would be pretty impressive. Now, I have to tell you that this, of all places, to find those theological buzzwords. It was in a faithful and a fire LCMS circuit Bible study. Whoa. About called to be God's witnesses. Yeah. Whoa. That's not what you expect to find. No, not at all. All right, well, Bob, I have... Who? Dr. Bullhagen wrote this guy. Doctor, you know Dr. Bullhagen? You never... He, uh, no, he was I a don't. professor at the seminary. Now he's a pastor somewhere. He preached the best sermon i would ever heard in my whole life. He's a pastor at Grace Lutheran Church, St. Cloud, Florida, now. Uh, I still remember... Uh, this sermon, I heard this sermon. It was before I even went to seminary. It's probably the only sermon I remember. And he was talking about that verse in Exodus that said... Uh, I will have mercy on who I'll have mercy. And and Dr. Bullhagen stands up in the pulpit and he says, God will have mercy on you and you can't do anything about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I (laughs) like it. That's awesome. That's not how our Calvinist friends read that verse, I'm afraid. Alas. (laughs) Alas. Uh, Okay, well, I have a theological buzz phrase for you, and that is growth in doctrine. Uh, So This is kind of like... Having a uh, an open line there to God, and and uh, He's going to reveal new doctrines to you. So there's various churches that do this. Probably among the worst is um uh, the religion of Mormonism. Uh, so that uh, you can't ever pin down what a Mormon believes because it's always changing according to how the uh, what's it called the prophet uh, prophet and yeah. you have the Apostolic Council. Yeah, uh, you know, so they're always coming out with new things. Um, but, you know, the Mormon church is not alone. Um, uh, I guess you would have, Catholic church? Yeah, I was going to say you have this with the, uh, with the papacy, the Roman Catholic church. Um, most people who say they hear the voice of God.
4: <laughs> Mystics? <laughs>
2: Mystics. Uh, so yeah, growth and doctrine. So no, we, we say that, uh, God has revealed his doctrine to us in Holy Scripture because those letters don't jump around when you're not looking at it, um, that it's going to remain the same.
0: Yeah, apparently there's like three places in the world where you can go and hear the Holy Spirit talk directly. And they are any charismatic church, one, two, any convention of a liberal church, (laughs) (laughs) or three, the Pope's heart. Yeah. So if you want to hear directly from the Holy
2: Spirit, you go find one of those three places. Yes. That
0: was a bit snarky. I'm feeling a bit snarky. Wait a minute, I thought you got over your
2: snarkiness from your last uh, district convention.
0: No, I did, but now I went to the pastors' conference last week and it oh, snarkified well, right. me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm all
2: snarked up. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's get into uh, the email <laughs> bag. Uh, do you have Do you have an email there? Do you want me to read it? You go. All right. This is uh, from Dustin. Uh, Dustin sent us an email. Remember when we when we uh, picked up the uh, leftovers from the Manly Doctors over at uh, the God Whispers? They wouldn't answer emails, so we take right. what they can. Okay. So this oh is, yeah. Speak,
0: so speaking of Latin, remember this was uh, "swirla." I think is a Latinized version of what I used to do to my little brothers when we were growing up in the
2: toilet. That's not. Funny. I'd give them a swirla. <laughs> Actually, I thought that was funny when you told me the first name. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Um, this is uh, Bri- Brian and Evan. Thank you for getting to my email. I don't know that I agree with Evan's statement that the word of God. Uh, doesn't teach shunning, 1 Corinthians 5, I believe, is one such instance where it is taught. Clearly, I do not endorse a complete break from loved ones, but as it relates to their particular impenitence, I do believe that we must clearly speak and act accordingly. They need to know that uh, uh, what they are doing affects not only themselves, but their relationships with others. Sin is never a private matter, especially between those who claim to be Christians, that is, brothers." Also, evangelism is about bringing to repentance uh, and faith in Christ. I would suggest that the uh, Father of the prodigal Son was evangelizing his son by handing him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. What say you uh, and We also had another email to this uh, kind. This was Ooh. from our our uh, from Reuben Reuben sent us an email too and and he he was trying to say that Calvinists are a lot like Lutherans in this two-wheels thing, but then he has a postscript, he says, "...you were saying in show 216 about dealing with impenitent loved ones, that we are never given the command to ostracize and keep them away." Uh, but what about 1 Corinthians 5? Paul has a very strong language to purge the evil one from among you, thus establishing a strong parallel between the spiritual sword of New Testament excommunication and innumerable Old, De- Old Testament death penalties. Of course, the end goal is that he uh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord, so they are still urgently evangelized. But Paul's instructions are very clear to treat them worse than pagans and Gentiles. So now we have to deal with this and, uh,
0: just. I'm not sure that if treating someone worse than pagans and Gentiles and treating them as family is. Uh, <laughs> is a different thing. <laughs> ah! Take well, that,
2: Reuben. Tell you what, why don't we, um, quickly read 1 Corinthians 5 and, and then we'll, um, we'll, we'll go to the break and talk about it on the other side. So 1 Corinthians 5, yeah, uh, here... you're responding to this whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're on the job. Don't worry, don't worry. You can take a break. Uh, but okay. in, in first I'm checking things, out the future of infographics. Well, y- you can answer this question. How would you characterize the morality of those at First Corinthians? Or at, <laughs> at Corinth, I should say. Wait, say that again? How would you characterize the morality of those at Corinth? Uh Poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good way to put it. Uh, but especially you, you, uh, Paul was dealing with these who were saying, "Hey, we're Christians, but wait, we're li- we're living like we're living like pagans." And in fact, First Corinthians five even says, uh, "You guys are doing things that even the pagans wouldn't dare to do." I mean, yeah. <laughs> you guys are worse than them. Um, and, and here in verse nine, he says, "I wrote you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. I did not mean, I did not at all mean uh, that with the immoral people of this world." or with the covetous or swindlers or their idolaters, or, uh, for then you would have to go out of the world. But actually I wrote you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is immoral, uh, if he is an immoral person or covetous or idolater or reviler or drunkard or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For I, uh, For what I have to do with judging outsiders, do you not judge those who are within the church? But those who are outside, God judges. Remove the wicked man from among yourselves. Uh, so that is then, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to talk about that when we come back from this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Uh, if you have a question or comment, send us to questions at tabletalkradio.org or you can give us a call 1-800-385-7652. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs>
3: Somewhere a mystic is crying. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
5: I got something to say that might cause you pain. I catch you talking to the
2: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Before we get into the game of who wants to be a theologian with Pastor Wolfinger on do. the hot seat, uh, and he he could achieve. Uh, the level of theological bull rider or higher. So, this is uh, an exciting day for Pastor. I can't believe either.
0: it. I mean, it's like I'm not an astrophysicist, but I didn't even know there was anything higher than theological bull
2: Oh, rider. there is. Oh, there I'm is. I'm no
0: astrophysicist.
2: <laughs> we do have Don't some have listeners, a- though. <laughs> yeah. Astrophysicist listener? Yes. Yeah, if you could, if you could write in and tell us, I always tell you,
0: that's our that's our uh, target demographic, by the way. <laughs> of course, School it is for the astrophysicists and other
2: college professor types. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we we are uh, responding to this. Okay, so I think the the the, the, the issue that we're having, the, the problem that we're having, is on the one hand, uh, you uh, Jesus tells us in Matthew 18. Here, well, I'll just mute Pastor Wolfman's microphone for a while. There, that's much better. Uh, the, in Matthew 18, Jesus tells us uh, that we should treat those who refuse to repent as the Gentiles or the tax collectors. And I asserted on the on show 216, I guess it was, um, that that men, means that they are now the object of evangelism. Uh, that yes, they are excluded from the communion, the fellowship of the church. Uh, they're not to uh, receive the sacrament or any other rights and privileges of the, of the church, which means a Christian burial. Um, but this, these are still our, our um, uh, the, the people we go to to proclaim the gospel, to call to repentance. And on the other hand, you hear you have uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians 5 saying not to even eat with such a one. Uh, and so so how do we do this? Well, um, and, and I was making the assertion on show 216 that, that we are never given then the command to uh, to shun or to ostracize. I think, though, that Paul is writing in a particular cultural context uh so that actually eating with uh eating with people showed a particular agreement or fellowship with one and this is why uh people had such a problem with Jesus eating with tax collectors right i mean or 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 prostitutes and, you know jesus you can't go you can't go dine with these people you can't go you can't go have a meal with them uh you remember that story i think it's in luke uh that that jesus was invited to simon the pharisee's house and he didn't even greet them with a kiss I remember. Okay, thanks. Uh, well,
0: am I back on this thing? Yeah.
2: Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> here, am I back on? Who got Who, am I still on? Simon here is inviting Jesus chukka? into his house for dinner, but he's trying <laughs> to show session, a right. bit of a, a distance. He's trying to show uh, that, that, hey, look, you can come have dinner with me, but but we're not in complete agreement. We're not in fellowship. So I would say that uh, 1 Corinthians 5 cannot be used as a text to say, uh, to your to your family members or your friends who are in impenitent sin, to say, hey, you can't come to our Christmas dinner or you can't come have Thanksgiving with us because you're in your impenitent sin. Although I think it does teach us that uh, that hey, uh, if if there is in some way a, a, an expression of approval of the sin, you do have an obligation uh, to to make that confession clear. So if your if your family members are staying at your house for Thanksgiving, you make it clear that you cannot, you know, in case of uh, cohabitation, as I think was the original context. Um, you 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 know you do not stay in the same room with with your partner while you're while you're under this house or something like that. So when when you're showing an approval, then then you do have an obligation to say, hey, look, this is wrong. And I think that we always need to keep a clear confession. But that does First Corinthians five does not teach us that we. Uh, you know, uh, kick our children out of the house because they came home and said that they are gay or something like that. I I don't think that's what this text is saying. Right. There's a distinction. Now, you didn't tell me when I was supposed to start paying attention. Oh, uh, sorry. You missed it.
0: Now, (laughs) I wasn't paying attention to that either. So this I mean, just to reiterate what I think you said. (laughs) (laughs) This is taking a risk. Anyhow, uh, there's a distinction between the way we treat each other as uh, fellow Christians and there's a way we treat each other as family. So,
2: yeah. So, yeah. as as in your vocation as brother, sister, son, daughter, uh, you do have a particular obligation to love to love your neighbor, um, and that that is maybe um, not apart but but distinct from your vocation as Christian, which is to proclaim um, the word of God to someone who is in impenitent sin.
0: Yeah, and it could be that you have dinner with someone that you can't commune with. Sure. And that is, yeah. a, in fact, a regular sort of thing. Absolutely. So there's a shunning at the at the altar. It's not shunning, though. That's not a shunning, yeah. but there's a there's a distinction at the altar and then
2: at the table. Sure. All right, who wants to be a theologian? Anyone? Anyone I do. A I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Me? Too right. bad you couldn't find a guest. <laughs> I know. I tried hard. No, I don't want to be in that show. All right. Okay, well, you as a as a uh, non-theologian who aspires to be a theologian now comes in as a synodical bureaucrat. The, low oh, of the lowest. lowest of the lowest. Oh. of the all. So yeah, I mean, I understand that one. You're <laughs> all right. Synod- so I have for you today. Uh, I don't be- now. How do you do? You know how to say synodical bureaucrat in Latin? Uh, you
0: told me. I once, bet it's. But. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't. Hey guys, you got your Latin all wrong. Uh, synodicalus Oh or yeah, BS. Now, for how short. would you?
2: <laughs> guess, how would you abbreviate that? <laughs> okay, so, so for, you start out as
0: <laughs> synodicalus. All right, and
2: I hope you hope to to get out of such a position, and this is Good. how you do it. You're gonna listen to an audio clip, and okay. this audio clip is gonna be uh, describing some sort of. Uh, a religion or church body's belief, and you have to identify what it is. Okay. And you'll have multiple choice. But here's the first clip.
1: teaches that trillions of planets scattered throughout the cosmos are ruled by countless gods who once were human like us. They say that long ago on one of these planets, to an unidentified god and one of his goddess wives, a spirit child named Elohim was conceived. This spirit child was later born to human parents who gave him a physical body. Through obedience, death, and resurrection, he proved himself worthy and was elevated to godhood as his father before him.
2: Okay, so would that be A, the teachings of Mormonism, B, the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses, is it C, something goofy I just made up? Or D, something goofy from someone hallucinating? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of any other possibilities of throwing in as <laughs> What about Christian si- or um, the Scientology? Ooh, I should have
0: put that. That would have been a good option. Uh, I'm going to give a non political
2: answer here. A, Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is true. So you have. Graduated True, from, and weird. from I'm your physicians.
0: <laughs> you know, you got the you got the creed, right? You got the Mormon creed, which says, "Uh, it says as man is now, God once was; as God is now, men shall become."
2: Where is that written? Don't worry, I'll look it up here. I was uh, when I was l- <laughs> when I was looking for clips uh, in show prep today. Um, I came across a YouTube video very similar to our uh, our friend who does the Lutheran satire videos, but it wasn't from him. Uh, but it had a, a it was a you know a scene at a workplace and and um, a Mormon is trying to talk to his coworker, and she goes, "No, I wouldn't believe that. Did you know Joseph Smith said that he could find a treasure for you by putting a stone in his hat and just looking in there?" And the guy goes, "No, I didn't know that." She goes. Do you know how uh, how he was in, how he interpreted the Book of Mormon? Yeah, he put a stone in his hat and put it put his head in the hat and put, he could re- get this revelation. So There you go. <laughs> it does seem weird that he got the Book of Mormon from the same way he said he could find treasures in your backyard. Anyway, so uh you have graduated from synodical bureaucrat to the high esteemed role of volunteer radio host. <laughs> So congratulations.
0: Oh, oh, get me out of here.
2: <laughs> no, no,
0: Volunteerist, radioist, hostess.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give you the next clip, but you are going to have to answer on the other side of the break. Are you ready for okay. your next clip? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, here it is, uh, volunteer radio host.
5: All healing is a metaphysical process. That means that there is no person to be healed, no material body, no patient, no matter, no illness, no one to heal, no substance, no person, no thing and no place that needs to be influenced. This is what the practitioner must first be clear about. We have to understand that this is not a material process in any way, but a spiritual one. Illness is therefore always related with something in thought. So, if we proceed in this way, it is ever about a body that needs to be healed? No. The whole thing is a matter of thought. It plays out on the spiritual plane and has nothing whatsoever to do with time, space, matter, or person.
2: Okay. (laughs) Do you have any comment on that before we go to this break?
0: I like that. I couldn't tell what accent that is, but it's like an Indian German accent, which I thought was cool. <laughs> if you wanna sound really both uh you wanna sound really scientific having a German accent helps and you wanna sound really kinda of goofy mystic, then the Indian accent helps. So this is just a perfect combo. Perfect storm.
2: All right. Of well, scientific
0: goofiness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're gonna get your guests on the other side of the break and then uh continue playing. Uh, who wants to be a theologian, and find out what you graduate to after becoming a volunteer radio host. Ooh. You're listening to Table Talk Radio again. If you want to give us a call, the number is 1-800-385-SOLA, or you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back after this commercial break. We
1: forgave and I won't forget Know what we've
2: seen now in some way,
5: shake the excess.
3: You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is most certainly true.
5: healing is a metaphysical process that means that there is no person to be healed no material body no patient no matter no illness no one to heal no substance no person no thing and no place that needs to be influenced
2: all right that's the clip
5: there is only
0: (laughs) the thinking of the metaphysical reality that extends throughout the cosmic
2: universe you know the really sad thing is is, he was doing this for like five minutes during the break (laughs) Yes, but I wasn't even real. There
0: wasn't even any reality of this uh, sound is only an influence of the metaphysical. All right. The longer you do this, the longer you're a volunteer
2: radio host, so keep it up if you want. All right, here are your options. Uh, please, the options are an illusion, a
0: metaphorical <laughs> construct to put my to shrink the thinking of my own mind. Don't don't give me options. Number uh, a. <laughs> this is so oppressive. Options come from the Western construct of our thinking, which limits things to physical realities. It's so oppressive. All right. Letter A. Option A.
2: There is no right or wrong answer here. There's no
0: healing. There's nothing that needs to be influenced or fixed. This game is an illusion. This is radio it? show is an illusion. Your points are an illusion.
2: Oh, that's true, actually. That's a is true it point. A? Is it A? Scientology? Scientology. B, Bahutist. Bahutist. <laughs> C, a Christian scientist, or oh, yeah, yeah. D, a non-denominational pastor.
0: <laughs> non-denominational pastors are an illusion. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> need to be influenced there.
2: Uh, so uh, A, what? A, Scientology. B, B, Buddhism. Bahudism. Uh C Christian science or D non denominationalism. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, this has got to be um I don't know. I'm gonna go with A Christian Science. Okay, A
2: is Scientology, C is Christian Science. science. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: You and your distinctions are so illusory <laughs> It's one or the other. Uh I think it's uh see Scientologists has a thing where you know you hold the you hold the ten cans and they tell you how stressed out you are. Uh, and so then, uh, Christian Science, I don't know much about. But I don't, I don't know how close those guys are to each other. I do not, this is not a non-denominational guy. I don't, I really hope not. And uh, what was the second option? You, you really need your lifelines. Bahudist. I don't think this is the Bahudist. I mean, it could be. Now, this could be a Bahudist. I think this is a Bahudist because the, they, everything's an illusion for those guys. I'm gonna say Bahutism. Is that your final Switching. answer? Yeah.
1: Bang!
2: Oh, oh you don't get a move out of being a volunteer radio host. Not I'm yet. sorry. Not yet. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Scientology. You Christian were looking science? for Christian Science. Oh man. I... Yeah. So this, these are the guys that think, think basically that all that the same. Anyway. All. He- <laughs> uh, all uh, healing is spiritual. That that, that you know your it's physical. Crazy. Um, diseases or illnesses are just a matter of your spiritual state and your thought. So if you get uh-huh. sick, you need to think your way out of it. Gotcha. So. Yeah. All right. Well. You're... Oh man!
0: Alas. Now I don't uh, see this. I, I would do a little research here. I got to put Lumpy on the job. Someone write this down. Uh, Someone write this <laughs> better... down. Taking notes for us. <laughs> I did that in Bible class the other day. I said something I like thought. You. Someone better write that down. The problem is then I can't say it next week. Like, oh yeah, you said that last week. I wrote it down. <laughs> Dang it. Anyhow, someone write write Lumpy a note and try to, to try to get him to figure out what the difference is between Scientology and Christian Science. And then also while he's there, tell him to point out the similarities between that and Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I think it was uh, his accent answer.
2: that threw you onto Buddhism, the
0: Indian kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It sounded a little bit like Deepak Chopra. Remember my uh, famous, world-famous imitation of Deepak Chopra? Oh, I've been working, by the way, on another imitation.
2: Uh, you know oh, Frank oh Caliendo?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, it's man. coming. Not you know again. Frank Caliendo? Yes. The guy who does Madden. I would really like to hear him do you. <laughs> Don't ruin it for <laughs> me. <laughs> so here's my imitation of Frank Caliendo, the world's best impersonator. Doing an imitation of me, Brian Wolfmuller. Hello, I'm Brian Wolfmuller.
2: <laughs> okay, are you ready for another round? You yes, volunteer get,
0: radio host. I never I will now be able to. Assist. Can I just sk- can I skip two on this one if I get it right? I'm doubling down. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm gonna double du- down. Double on or down nothing here. on this one. You you would skip the next level though, uh, which I guess you probably wouldn't be, have a problem with. Okay, here's the next one uh, for your consideration on who wants to be a theologian
4: to live in a way that is pleasing to God and in tune with His will. By its very nature, cannot be a part-time religion, something we do once a week or only on holidays. is 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and 365 and a quarter days a year. It influences everything we do, every choice we make, the way we interact with others, even the way we understand and appreciate the world around us. Exceeding the confines of just a religion, is seen as a complete way of life. In an even broader sense, time is understood to be the natural state of all creation. While we as humans have the free will to voluntarily choose, nearly everything that exists is already in a state of submission to God. The planets follow their orbits. The sun rises and sets each day. The wind blows, rain falls, plants grow, animals act on their instincts. Even our own bodies perform complex tasks without any conscious direction of our own, all in accordance with the natural laws of God, all in fulfillment of the purpose of their creation.
2: Alright, sorry, he had a dirty mouth. I had to I had to censor him a little
0: bit.
4: Beep.
2: Beep. <laughs> so any Beep. idea on this oh you want the options oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. Man, I
0: got this is, one nailed down. Is, I don't even need options.
2: <laughs> Alright, you don't want options? No.
0: Double or nothing, no
2: options. Okay, fair enough.
0: This idea, this is a fascinating idea to me. But the idea that the universe uh submits to the will of God and that makes it um a participant of this religion is one of the fundamental teachings of Islam. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that is correct. That's right. So
2: the trees are Muslim, the sun is Muslim. Like, man, looking at that moon, you're like, boy, that you know, moon is you so You have to Muslim. be honest, though. That was the only thing that tipped the hat. I mean, if that oh, line... yeah, otherwise it's
0: plain old uh, American evangelicalism. <laughs> it's not a religion; it's a relationship.
2: Yeah, isn't that interesting? So mm. you, because you double up, you miss the uh, d- just privilege of being a vicar, and you move. Oh, there you go. Directly to being a theological bull rider, preparing yourself for the last and final step. Yeah, baby.
0: Now i was i'm looking in this you have probably everyone here has probably read this thing called toward understanding islam true have you read that this is a little it's like a 120 page book that you can just print off on the on the um on the internet and this thing is handy for understanding islam It's written by some muslim fella and uh talking about what it means to be Muslim and I'll just read a little uh, I'll just read a little paragraph here. this powerful all-pervasive law which governs all that compromises the universe from the tiniest specks of dust to the magnificent galaxies in the heavens is the law of God, creator and ruler of the universe as the whole of creation obeys the law of God, the wh- God, the whole universe therefore literally follows the religion of Islam for I- Islam signifies nothing but obedience and submission to Allah, Lord of the universe, the Sun, the moon, the earth, and all the other heavenly bodies are thus Muslim. So the air, water heat stones, trees, animals, everything in the universe is muzzled for the base God by submission to his laws. Oh, there you go there you go. so this is handy. this is a handy little thing, and we need to understand uh, we need to understand Islam pretty good. it says I mean it'll say it in here, for example, Islam is not a religion, it is an ideology. And that's what that argument was there. Who is that guy by the way? Oh, I don't He know. sounds way too western to be muslim. <laughs> Get a guy that's well, hey guys, let's make a muslim uh let's make a muslim uh
2: propaganda video. Find a guy with a california accent. This this is the uh muslim version of Jonathan Fisk. Um in it a in a, series, in a series what's the deal with islam? Mohammed Fisk? <laughs> That's right. Okay, you got one more step here. You are now a theological bull rider as- aspiring to the final and, and most absolute step you could ever achieve. Uh, and here is your final uh, audio clip
1: um the uh the church recognizes that there are two aspects here and it's really a question of which aspect you put more emphasis on uh there are obviously things about man that are good because god made us and you know even if we've been marred by original sin and the state of the world and things like that nevertheless there are also elements that are good uh we retain the image of god For example, that's something that the book of James indicates that even in our fallen condition, we still retain the image of God. It may be marred, it may be disfigured by sin, but it's still there. And so consequently, there is a dignity that uh, that human beings have. Jesus himself refers to it when he talks about how, you know, God is uh, not a, a sparrow falls from the air without God knowing about it. He even cares for them, and he points out that you, human beings, are worth many sparrows. And so as a result, uh, we do have a dignity that remains with us. There is at the same time this other side that also uh, needs to be emphasized that we are sinful, but we have to keep the two elements in proper balance.
2: Okay, that's the clip and we are right against a break. So we'll be right back after this commercial break and then we'll get your response to that final clip to see if you uh, graduate from being a Theological Bull Rider. You're on Table Talk Radio, we'll be right back.
3: Table Talk Radio, unscripted, unprepared, unashamed.
4: Turns out I saw him a couple of days ago. They were laughing and drinking and smoking and singing. Oh. Come on, can
1: you all the in your I prophet, Mr. C. I'm a star. Welcome
2: him. back on Table Talk Radio. All right, Pastor Wolfman, you heard your last clip there. Yeah. Here are your options. Was that A Islam <laughs> B <laughs> Roman Catholic C a non denominational guru or D a Bahudist? Hey. Uh
0: now I don't know. I was trying to listen for something distinctive. Now it's not a it's not a Muslim or n- nor a Buddhist, I don't think, because they quote the Bible, the New Testament, the uh the sparrow quote there. I was trying, and I think I just totally missed it. Um, uh, the, any sort of distinctive sort of thing. Talking about original sin, cost of sparrow. You know, I I'm gonna go with uh since the options that you give me, I'm gonna go with Roman Catholics because Roman
2: Catholics read the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> <laughs> uh that is correct. Uh, <laughs> Now, the only, really the only hint you had to tip the hat was that he mentioned out by saying what the church says. Rather than, I mean, non-denominational guru, I missed never I totally missed but it. But I just love this argumentation. So where's the proof that that humans aren't entirely fallen and sinful? Oh, because Jesus says that uh, that God cares even for the sparrows. So right. that is an indication that they're good, not that God is merciful for merciful to those who are fallen and <laughs> sin. I mean, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, these yeah. guys are pretty good. so why I don't care for them because the sparrows, we care for them. So, oh gosh, we better, better help them out too. <laughs> Good grief. Uh so you have graduated from being a theological bull bull rider to being a bachelor pastor in southern Oregon. So you have reached <laughs>
5: oh, I have now
2: the-, <laughs> the pedicle.
1: Oh, what am I gonna do with myself?
2: That's right. Where's my dog? The cheap existence of the- <laughs>
0: It's not it's not lonely in here. I got lots of friends. Yeah, I know.
2: I can't remember the last time I called per per to seek permission from my wife to go out for a night. I would want to get out of the house too if I were you. Oh. Oh God. All right. So now it's time for some Ten Commandments in the news. That reward is like a um. <laughs> I don't know. That reward is like table talk radio points. <laughs> I'd rather have a million points. <laughs> All right. You, want, you ready for a clip, or do you have one that you want to read me? What are we doing in the news? Ten, what ten, commandments, in the news. ten commandments in the news. Uh, yeah, you better go then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have well, a great one ready, I'm sure. Here's here's <laughs> one from AP uh AP Press. <laughs>
6: Orange County in Southern California, best known as the home of Disneyland, great surfing, and miles of stunning beaches. But it also has about 30,000 homeless, and several cities are passing new rules, rules that some say unfairly target people who live on the street
5: they like them to go away, and they'll say, well, we don't belong in this city, or they don't belong in that city. So they begin to pass different kinds of ordinances, you know. But in the, in the end, what it is is an attempt to keep people out of places where the regular community folks' feel, neighborhood feel uncomfortable.
6: One of those places is here in Costa Mesa, where residents are complaining. The city is taking aggressive steps to deal with the homeless who hang out at this park. And it's passing a new law that allows police to confiscate bikes if they aren't in city bike racks. Costa Mesa also spent $60,000 tearing down a gazebo popular with the homeless and kicking weekly soup kitchens out of the park. The issue has been an ongoing issue for years. Um, we've had residents who live near the area who have complained about you know, public intoxication, uh, public urination. We've had people who um, take their children to uh... dance classes and gymnastics classes complain about people coming in the building leering at them one homeless man says the new laws make it impossible for him to get by and says the city has no respect for him
4: when i was in the military i was golden. when i'm working i'm golden. i'm not working i'm out here i am a piece of garbage as far as these people are concerned
6: At this library in nearby Newport Beach, there's an updated policy against lounging or sleeping on the furniture. And it's now illegal to park a bike or shopping cart anywhere but in library bike racks. Staff can also kick out anyone with poor hygiene or a strong aroma. But the library's director says the new policies aren't targeting the homeless. I would say that it's absolutely not targeting any particular group. It it has nothing to do with any group in particular, but as a whole about the policy in general and how every user has the right to a pleasant library experience. But homeless advocates say in the end it boils down to the haves and the have-nots.
5: The question becomes, you know, with property rights, where can people be? And cities think that believe that they can have some control over that, or they respond. They look at their voters and they respond to their voters.
6: Nicole Grether, The Associated Press.
2: Heaven forbid cities respond to their voters. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you what do you think on this one?
0: There you go. This is a tricky one. Um, we have, uh,
2: <coughs> excuse me, goodness, <laughs> <laughs> don't mind, don't mind me over here, don't mind that little uh, mic button over there that mutes when you need to do yeah, something like that, it's way over there, I don't know, have to reach <laughs> out and touch that button,
0: uh, we got the problem of the homeless and what do we do about it, I don't know, this is what I do know, I've talked to homeless guys um, fairly regularly hanging around here at church, and there's a reason why a person becomes whole, homeless, I uh, maybe two reasons. Uh, the, the general pattern is something like this. So first of all, a guy gets addicted to something. Uh, it could be gambling, it could be alcohol, it could be anything else you know you 've come some sort of addiction that just captures his life so now hes he and that addiction breaks all his relationships with his family, his spouse, his kids, etc so he 's alien so his addiction alienates him and then he he gets in some sort of accident and loses job um and uh and then he doesn 't have any money and now his life is completely absorbed by this addiction so I remember I was talking to a guy. homeless guys having dinner here at church and uh and uh and he says you know i really could use two bucks for a drink and um and i said now you're already drunk you're you're drunk is it possible to get off the street and still drink and he said no you can't do it you gotta clean up you gotta sober up if you want to be off the street and i said well so you know what to do and he says yeah i'd rather be drunk uh than have a house so he his life was just completely given over to this addiction. Now I suspect there's other ways to end up on the street, but this is 100% of the homeless people I've talked to uh, got there this way. They become addicted, get some sort of injury, and they'll tell and they'll talk to you. And this is a tricky thing. They'll point back to their injury as the time when they when they went to on the street. So everything was fine. They were working, had a job, paying for a house. But then they got injured, and that's what did it. But you you see that everything, all their relationships and all their support structure fell fell apart before that. I mean, you Evan would never be homeless, and most of our listeners would never be homeless simply because you have a family, you have friends, you have a church, all that supports you. If something, I mean, a, a, a bomb could bl- could blow up your house, and you would you would have a place to stay, you would be all right because you have all these um, relationships that. Uh, that you have so so something has to come in and erode all those relationships first for someone to end up like this on the street
2: hmm. yeah that's that's really really profound i think that's right um okay so how do we deal with this in light of the ten commandments
0: well you have so you do you have the commandment uh, or sorry you have the petition of the Lord's pl- prayer give us our daily bread and this is the has to do with all the things of this body. So there, there's going to be people who are poor, and not are not going to have these sorts of things. Uh, and so that poverty and things of this uh, world has to do with um, give us daily bread. It also has to do with the seventh commandment, "You shall not steal," uh, which has to do with finances, finances and the way things go. But I think the big thing here is the fourth commandment. So you have there are people that just don't have family at all they're just they're, all that is broken down they've got they've got nothing and uh and then the question is th- does the government have a responsibility towards them or you know how does that work in this case the people were complaining because there's a, a bunch of homeless people and they were uh causing a nuisance i mean they're going to the bathroom on the trees because they don't have a house with a bathroom etc so what do you do about that it's a tricky
2: question i, I mean i don't know the answer um Okay. Well, I mean, so, to government, fourth commandment, jail, yeah. seventh commandment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cities planning, that also has to do with the seventh, I mean, the fourth commandment, uh, city council and all of this. People not being a public nuisance. I suspect that has to do with the fifth commandment, but probably more with the fourth commandment, just kind of an orderly society.
2: Yeah. What uh, else? It, it, I mean, it kind of depends too. I mean, uh, sometimes this, um, this peddling peddling you know, in the park is is I guess that's more nuisance I guess than anything. So true. Right. Um, I don't know. Is that it? Of course, uh, first commandment's always automatic, right? Right,
0: first commandment. There could be some tenth commandments uh, ninth and tenth commandment mm. stuff. We want our it, neighborhood nice without the homeless folks mulling around. That mm-hmm. could be it too. And I think this or, happens in every city. There's places where kind of the it's okay for the homeless people to be so they'll, they'll just get moved from out in the suburbs to the area of the street etc cetera, etc cetera, so. or
2: perhaps the ninth and tenth commandment in that uh, uh, individuals covet the beer that someone else has <laughs> yeah that could be it too <laughs> okay well i think that's it and that's gonna be all the Whoa. time we have so i bet your article was good we're gonna have to pass it by uh, for today's show Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like winning who wants to be a theologian. (laughs) I didn't see that one coming.
3: (laughs) You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time through Table Talk Radio.